Faith Fit Radio and the Diocese of Orlando presents Ex Nihilo with Father Martin Wen and Steve Bucklin, a program that is seeking to lead young adults to Christ and to enkindle a deeper faith that is fully alive. Now, here are your hosts. Good evening, everyone. It's time for another podcast from Ex Nihilo, a podcast of the Diocese of Orlando, Faith Fit Radio. The only podcast about nothing. Yeah, and we're good at it. That's right. We're the sweetest smelling podcast in the diocese, if you didn't know. Have you smelled us? Uh, absolutely. The aroma, the fragrance in here is amazing. Have I haven't you? showered. Today. Okay. <laughs> but fortunately, I made weak <laughs> take a bath. Too much information. I am <laughs> sorry. <laughs> uh, welcome back, everybody. I hope uh, you guys are having a good, safe summer. Everybody's staying cool, enjoying themselves, avoiding the afternoon thunderstorms in Orlando. Yeah, uh, and being a summer, I guess one of the things is that, w- in Florida at least, is that weddings are slowing down. Weddings are slowing down and people are going to the beach. Well, uh, bragging time a little bit, but in this past year, I have celebrated 30 weddings. I knew you were going to drop that in. 30 weddings and... 30 p- happy couples. How many baptisms now? Uh, 66 baptisms. Wow. Uh but that's the thing, like being in a, a parish that has a beautiful church, St. James is beautiful. It is. God, if you've I, never been out of the cathedral, oh, we are gorgeous. Summer field trip. <laughs> um, but it is a destination for weddings. Yeah. And, um, and people are willing to pay a lot of money mm-hmm. to go to these beautiful churches for, for this special moment. But it's not uncommon, Steve, for people to email me and contact me, and say, especially in Florida. Why can't we, Father, have our weddings by the beach? By the beach? You mean on the beach? On the beach. Something on the like beach. that. We can Whatever. get you by the beach. Near the beach. You can go to Ormond Beach. We have a beautiful, I can't remember the name of the parish, but there's a parish in Ormond Beach that is on A1A. Uh, same with, with with Holy Name of Jesus, right? Yeah. Right there too. I don't think Holy Name is actually on the beach. On like the other side. The one on Ormond is literally you walk out the front door across A1A and you're on the beach. Oh, wow. I know. Uh, Isn't that But anyway, amazing? so it, it is a common question. Right. And I think Hallmark and Lifetime channels don't really help. Oh, no, and these reality shows... <laughs> Uh, Real like Housewives the, of Orlando. The Bachelor. Um, and Brazilas, whatever it is. But they, they always put a little nice portrait of this romantic um, scene of the couple getting exchanging their vows on the beach. And I don't know. I don't think it's very practical, for one thing. Sand is blowing in your face, and there's always a risk of being pooped on by the seagulls. <laughs> that is not... Okay, there is that. I suppose it's possible. <laughs> and then and then half-naked runners who are, like, juggling their fat along the way. I mean, we we tend to romantic... Now, think about it, Steve. I'm trying not to think about it, Father. <laughs> These are things only hey, Father Martin thinks so. I did not realize this we were going to go in this direction. I am fast. a very practical-minded person, and I'm just thinking huh. between sand in my toes and... and the, but the, we already established a couple podcasts ago that you don't like dirt. <laughs> you don't like to be hot and sweaty. And nature. And you don't like nature. So, so I mean, I'm always so thinking the about the fact that... the place for you that... is actually inside the air-conditioned <laughs> church. <laughs> yes, and so anytime wedding in church, I'm right there. So you'll never hear a beach blanket wedding with Father Martin Wynn. That will never happen. <laughs> as much as I love you all, but... What about no. Graceland? Could we get married at Graceland? Could I get married at Graceland? Where is that? That's where Elvis, Elvis. Elvis is home in Memphis. 
Don't you guys have Elvis in Vietnam? I thought Elvis was everywhere. Not in Vietnam. He's Apparently, not? He didn't, he You've didn't never heard of Elvis Presley? Um, well, a couple of times, but not. You know what he looks like? Could yeah. you pick him out of a lineup? I guess so. Nice hair, though. He yeah. did, yeah. Just like you, he used a lot of hair product. <laughs> so. um, but it is a common question. Like, right. why, why and weddings? And it's not just the beach. I mean, people want to get married at the Elks Lodge. They want to get married uh, some beautiful in gardens. a beautiful hotel, yeah. new gardens. And so uh, time and time again, Father Martin and myself, to a lesser extent, have to inform unhappy brides. That, that unfortunately the Catholic Church is draconian. We don't want you to be happy. That is the least thing that we're interested in. <laughs> and you must get married in a church. Well, here's the thing. So we we thought we'll dedicate this podcast to answer these questions and hopefully help you better understand the reason why we insist that a wedding ought to take place in the church. Right. Now, let me just give you Canon Law 101. Oh, boy. I thought we were just going to back up and, like, unpack the sacrament of marriage first. Well, we'll get there well, in just a moment. It's holy matrimony. Right? Yes, holy matrimony. I have to watch your but words But in, in the Code of Canon Law, which is the law governing the church, what is considered a, a valid and, uh, and licit marriage? It is the couple exchanging... Uh, the consent, the vows, in mm-hmm. front of a properly delegated minister, in this case, in our Latin West Church, a bishop, a priest, or a deacon. Right. Properly delegated, and then two witnesses. So that is the essential requirement. For a sacramental wedding. For a sacramental wedding. Yeah, because uh, it's going to get confusing, folks, between... Valid marriage, sacramental marriage, it's all, it can get murky fast. It so we're just, be. we're focused specifically on the sacramentality, the sacrament of holy matrimony. Right, right. And, um, and really, it, it comes down to our understanding of hold what on, hold marriage... On. Father Fernando's on the phone from the tribunal. Is. He's <laughs> correcting you already. He's calling it. No, I'm just Oh, kidding. my goodness. Um... <laughs> But it's really come down to our understanding of the sacrament itself. Yep. Because because marriage, holy matrimony, is a sacrament instituted by Christ. And no one would ever que- put into question, like, why can't I, why can't the ordination be on the beach? Or Why can't it? God's everywhere, Father. Why can't sacraments take that place That is anyway? true. That is true. God is everywhere. God is in nature. Yep. Uh, even though I insist that nature is quite dirty. Right. Uh, but at the same time, there is a special thing uh, to say about church because, one, in every church there exists the tabernacle. Christ physically present in a church uh, under the, the, the appearance of bread. But it's also, it is a place of worship. Mm-hmm. It is a place of worship. And and like all things, we always talk about the right place and the right time. Yep. And I think, I, I mean, I don't think you can underestimate any kind of conversation about um, the where uh, the marriage is going to take place has to uh, has to begin with the why. Mm-hmm. And so <clears throat> when you think about um, sacraments, the first thing people pops into most people's mind is baptism, confirmation, Holy Communion. Um, but when we talk about marriage as a sacrament, and you mentioned that it's a, it's a sign, right, a sign mm-hmm. instituted by Christ. The primary focus of a sacrament is to give, is to share the graces of Christ with we, the faithful. Right. It's that outpouring of the holy of grace through the Holy Spirit that we receive when we celebrate a sacrament. And let me just tell you, for 
couples who are getting married, you need every grace you can get, right? <laughs> Seriously, you don't want to skimp on the graces. You just not want to, to load, get, not you want to to load the grace wagon up as you're heading out of the, out the door. Right. Because, because like so many things, it's hard enough to be a, a faithful Christian, a faithful Catholic Christian in the world today. Um, when you're tempted by so many things and you have so many opportunities to make bad choices and to live your life. Now imagine that you're sharing your life wholly with someone else. Mm -hmm. And, you know, so when you think about marriage and we think about the sacramentality of marriage, it's that joining of two. You know, when, when Jesus in one of the very, I think it's the only time he quotes the Bible, like Jesus actually quotes the Bible when he says uh, the Pharisees are testing him about divorce. And he says, from the beginning, right. man, he created them, male and female, and the, the two shall become, the male shall leave his father and mother, cling to his wife, and the two shall become one flesh, right? Mm -hmm. Therefore, God is joined together. No man must separate. Right. And uh, that is not a small thing, you know, uh, because people are, we're, you know, as much as we love each other, or we like each other, or we're excited about being together with each other, the commitment of marriage is not unlike the commitment of a priest, the vocation of marriage, the vocation to be ordained. It is a it is a lifetime commitment, right? It right. is something you're going to do once for the rest of your life. Where you're ordained to be a priest for the church, the couple and the man and the woman uh, in marriage are giving themselves to each other wholly and to God. Uh, but, and but, that's the big piece. It's the. It's not just the man and the woman. It's not about the two pledging uh, to be with each other, reciting the vows, right? Mm -hmm. But it's the role that God plays in the sacrament. That each of the man and the woman are conveying the sacrament on each other, in the witness, in the presence of God, sure, who and, seals the union. And remember, the, the church categorized uh, holy matrimony under the sacraments of service. Yep, it's just not the nice little day. Oh, it's service, believe me. Uh, <laughs> just kidding. It's just not like this little intimate thing between uh, a man and a woman. This union, this union between the man and the woman, once as it is a union of love, it has to be life giving, mm -hmm. and, and so it's oriented towards um, the, the goods of the spouses. For one thing, you mm -hmm. know, you you help each other become holy. Right, but then at the same time, it it orients towards the church universal as well. Uh, the Catechism and Saint John Paul II calls it often the family is the domestic church. Oh yeah, Absolutely. that is where you know the foundation of it all. So a wedding taking place in the physical church building itself is a reminder. Mm -hmm. Is a reminder that I am building a church when I exchange the vows to each other. I, this is creating a home within a home because a church is a spiritual home for all people. Yep. So when you come in the presence of the church, in the presence of God, um, you are building a domestic church. Um, and so it's, it's fitting. It is very fitting in the context of that service orientation that it should be done within the church itself. Yeah, and you know, and the church. We're, as you mentioned, we're big on symbols here um, in the church. And when we think about when you think about marriage, it's not. It is. It is the the holy bond of matrimony. It's it's very appropriate that mm -hmm. that the place and the symbols and the things around it remind the couple, right, that they're making that they're making a faith filled spiritual connection. Sure. 
far more so than they're making a physical connection. That mm-hmm. the underpinnings or the bedrock of the relationship is in Christ. It's in God, and that everything flows from that. Um, oh yeah, that that's a good reminder and and a good foundational understanding as well. I often remind my couple that it's just not about you because just the two of you, it's hard to make a marriage work because you have two very imperfect human beings. No matter how much you love each other, at some point you're going to drive each other crazy. Yes. And and it takes three people to to make a marriage work. It's the couple, the husband and the wife, and God himself. Yep. Because when there's no God in the picture, then at some point you're going to just say, what about me? I mean, and you're going to grow resentful of simply like putting aside your own wishes, your own wills, just for the good of others. Because God will always remind us that true love takes place in sacrifices. Without sacrifices, there is no love. Right. Um, and perhaps that is why that is why Christ has a very special affection for this sacrament, because the very first miracle that he ever performed, according to the Gospel of John, was the wedding at Cana. That's right. Water into wine. So Water into wine. Not only did he have an affinity for weddings, but he also was a keen lover of fine wine. <laughs> because remember, the servants came out and were like, what? Uh, they brought the wine out, and uh, I guess the taster was like, you've saved the best wine for last. So it just goes to show you. And and a good reminder, in the challenges, in the challenges of... Um, uh, of life you you need you need uh, wine and a lot of it if you're married just so you know <laughs> i was gonna say grace <clears throat> oh oh sorry you need that too but couples look if you're getting married just plan on having wine it's on standby uh <laughs> this is not a show that advocating alcoholism as a <laughs> no, new no, everything in moderation Okay. Everything in moderation. I thought you were going to advocate that as a coping oh, mechanism. Oh, no. No, no, no. Not at all. No. Um, Constance. But uh, honestly, uh, I, I don't object to uh, like the desire to make something meaningful <clears throat> about the wedding day. Mm-hmm. But a marriage is not just the wedding yeah. day. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, it's funny because that tends to be your right... You spend. It is funny because in the Catholic Church, when we, when you know, you want to go get married, you you make an appointment with the priest, and then begins a, a, a lengthy process. It's not easy. It's not like you just show up on Friday, get married Saturday, fill out some paperwork, drop off. Oh, your baptism you'd be surprised. You'd be surprised. <clears throat> how a lot many of people, people would like to do that, but but unfortunately, the reality is is that. Um, one of the things that the church has tried to do a better job of, most specifically since Vatican II, is to help couples be aware of what they are getting themselves into mm-hmm. um, so that so that they don't just arrive, so that all the preparation is... It's like kind of going out to sea. You know, you prepare for a trip or a cruise. So you do all this planning, all this preparing. You pack your bags. You run up to the gangplank. You jump on the ship. And then we just kind of wave goodbye. And then you've mm-hmm. got to figure it out, right? And and then couples discover a year, two years, six months down the road that, whoa, you know what? I didn't really realize this about this person. I don't really realize that. I wasn't really getting that this is supposed to be for all time. Um, people who enter in and, you know, we have the checkbox. Are you open to life? People are like, oh, sure. And then you get two years into it and they're like, what? You really meant that? <laughs> I didn't. <laughs> so, um, 
so we try harder, and part of part of that uh, effort from the church's perspective, at least uh, to date, has been making sure people are prepared or are prepared to celebrate mm-hmm. the sacrament much as you do with any of the others. And one of the things that we have to work on as a church um, is what do we do with couples after they're married? I think right. we're really good. We're getting better on the front end. Um, mm-hmm. I don't think we're as good once, you know, once that ship's left port. Sure. And... I recently read an article, and actually I was writing a little uh, paragraph for the bulletin in regard oh, nice. to beach weddings. Yeah. Uh, and this author, this author <laughs> quoted this scripture, the, 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 the Shema, uh, as uh, the base for, um, for the arguments. And if you're wondering what the Shema is, it's, it's a phrase from um, Deuteronomy, Israel, remember that the Lord is your God, the Lord alone. And you right. shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, your soul, and your mind. Um, now, why did the, the author use that? Because he said that sometimes we lose sight, especially in wedding preparation, and it, it, it becomes a grand show of romantic, romanticisms. And, and sometimes God is like the last thing in your mind. Uh, it's just a matter of, you know, the big dress and and the beautiful reception and the juggling bartender yep that's that's about it and then grandma getting uh wasted Who sits and, oh whoa hey now i saying, thought we weren't advocating uh, grandma yeah jeez louise poor <laughs> and, grandma and saying racist stuff to the neighbor who knows uh, oh my but gosh it, it's more than that so sultry today <laughs> uh holy matrimony the sacraments is a sacred thing yep. and a sacred thing ought to be celebrated in a sacred place. place. Yep, and that's really what it boils down to. Right. Um, you know, canonically, I mean, full disclosure, if we, we want to talk about canon law, I mean, it is, <clears throat> it's high, it is possible to be married somewhere else. Right. You need as the dispensation you, of the As long as you get a permission. From the bishop. It's just not likely that you're going to get that permission. So, to have a wedding on the beach. And so please do not bother the bishop's office because Bishop Noonan will go after me. Right. Uh, if, and me. And, and you he can't too. really father fire Mar- uh, fire Father Martin. So. But but he can make my life very difficult. No, right. not that he would do that, right? But <laughs> but if his office gets stormed by permissions to get married on the beach, that would not be a good thing. Requesting beach wedding with Father Martin. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> Must I remind you that I do not like nature? <laughs> That's right. He won't marry you on the beach. You'd have a better luck trying to petition to get married at Graceland. <laughs> uh, but just remember, just remember <clears throat> that we're not simply looking at the legal um, way of trying to get around all these requirements by the church. Why did the church put out these requirements so that we can treat the things we celebrate as it should be and if we consider our our marriage something sacred something beautiful something holy and something that come from God belong to God and needs God's assistance in order for it to persevere mm-hmm. and to last then there should not be any argument whatsoever uh, well let uh, me ask you a question so let me just I'm going to be the argument okay so I've had people who have said to me, you know, well, my, you know, my, I'm Catholic, um, and my spouse isn't Catholic, and all of my family's Catholic, but all of his family's not. So, and I would not feel comfortable with having a mass because then only half of us would be being able to receive communion, and it doesn't feel very inclusive. So, mm-hmm. what would you say to that? 
So what therefore, I, we'd like to do it at the Ritz. <laughs> what I would say is that the church, in her infinite wisdom, also allow us to celebrate the sacraments of matrimony within the the, the context of the uh, celebration of the word. So outside of mass, uh, but the location is still the same. Um, and the thing is, I often remind the couples, especially uh, a mixed marriage, which is between a Catholic and a baptized non-Catholic or a Christian, another Christian, a Christian, yeah. or I mean, someone who has no faith at all. And I always remind them that you know, a family that prays together stays together. Mm-hmm. And even when you feel uncomfortable because your spouse won't be able to receive communion, but that spouse can still pray, pray right. with you. And that's how you sustain the family as well. <laughs> You're going to need a lot of prayer, folks. <laughs> Especially when the children come around. That's right. Um, and then you're back wanting to get the kids baptized. And, and so, yeah, beach. just to answer your question, even though uh, sometimes, uh, um, you know, you have mixed marriages, and it doesn't always have to be within the context of the Mass, although that is the most beautiful thing because... When the spouses receive communion together, that's when they are united in mm-hmm. the most intimate way, their souls together, because they're united in Christ. Yep. Um, sharing the Holy Communion, the body and blood of Christ together, that is, the, I guess, the, the, the most intimate way, because not only they're united in the physical sense, but in the spiritual sense as well. But when that's not possible, then we can still celebrate the sacrament of marriage, uh, outside of the Mass. Well, it's funny you mentioned Mass because as I was perusing the canons uh, the other day for another unrelated matter, um, one of the things that struck me reading about the canons on marriage specifically is that it's preferred that marriage be celebrated within an ordinary Mass. And yet we'd never, you hardly ever see that. So what that means, folks, is basically you'd show up um, at the 10.30 a.m. Mass on Sunday and somebody would be getting married. Right, and that that highlights the important the, the communal aspect of the sacrament itself, and so you then you have the extreme of of my, Vietnam in my home parish in Vietnam, where they have uh, ma- marriage in within the context of a regular mass at four thirty a.m. Whoa, why so early? Because that's the first mass of the day. Four thirty a.m. Four thirty a.m. And so we have no five. You always look tired. Five oh six, and they don't smile. <laughs> well, who's smiling at four thirty? Exactly, because they didn't sleep at all. But yeah, they would have four or five couples getting married at four thirty in the morning. I'm like, oh my goodness gracious! But <laughs> that's great. Uh, no, I I agree with you in the sense that the, the canon the canon law is trying to highlight the importance of the communal aspects. Yeah. Because everything that we celebrate, we don't do it for ourselves. It right. is for a community. Yeah. A celebration of the community. Going back to the wedding of Cana, that's they right. ran out of why? Why? Because they invited everybody. Exactly. The whole community was the there. whole community. The it community is a, of believers. So it's a celebration of the whole community, but obviously for the practical aspects and and the old ladies at my church always complaining about these couples we think it's fitting mm-hmm. that we have a, a unquote private uh, marriage but remember every liturgy celebrated is always always has that public and communal dimension of course yeah when you celebrate the sacrament it is for the good of the whole church exactly and then I would be remiss if we didn't uh, bring up finally that from the perspective of the church and one of the things that we find most beautiful about marriage is is that it, it, it is a very tangible, very real symbol 
of Christ's love for his, his church. church. Yeah. Yeah. And so, and, and I bring that up in wedding uh, homilies very often. Ethan, you hear that often, huh? Because I always said that every love of the He's shaking his head. He said, I don't think he's ever heard this. Of the Christian couple mirrors the love that Christ has for his church. Exactly. Um, The sacrifice. uh, The sacrifice that Christ made for his bride. And where where is the sacrifice of Christ for his church always take place? At every single mass. Right. In the church. At the altar. At the altar. And so, uh, folks, those are some of our... Uh, brief explanation on the reason why the church insists that a proper place for the celebration of holy matrimony, of marriage, is in the church. Because it is a sacred thing. And like all things sacred, it is to be celebrated in a sacred place, the church itself. But always remember, first and foremost, the other reason is because Father Martin doesn't like nature. (laughs) (laughs) Now I'm going to go down in history as someone who hates nature. The priest who hated nature. I love the beach. By Steve Buckland. (laughs) (laughs) Anti-St. Francis of Assisi. That's right. (laughs) Well, he's like a hippie. I love St. Francis. He wasn't a priest, though, so it's okay. Uh, He's a deacon. He's a deacon. Oh, yeah. Anyway. Feel better? Yes, yes. But folks, thank you for listening, and I hope that this has been helpful. Absolutely. Uh, Remember, again, if you want to send your beach wedding requests in, that's Father Martin at St. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) Why don't you send it to my confrere for the Chris Dorsey? (laughs) Oh, (laughs) I threw him under the bus. We had him. He was so gracious to do two podcasts with us, and now you just throwing him under the bus. (laughs) That'll be one less guest we'll be getting back. (laughs) At any rate, everyone have a blessed week, and we'll talk to you again soon. All right. God bless. FaithFit Radio and the Diocese of Orlando presented Ex Nihilo with Father Martin Wen and Steve Buckland. Thank you for listening. Check out the podcast at faithfitradio.org and tune in next time. May you be blessed with peace and joy.